1: Caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org/care to be great.
2: It's Cougar Sports Saturday. To the to the Cougar Sports Saturday, okay. a presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He yes. got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte, on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have had a great
3: time today on Cougar Sports Saturday. Great conversation Mitch had with the head ball coach, Kalani Satake. Talk some Big 12, talk some signing day, which we'll get to in our next segment. Well worth a listen. If you missed that, head over to our podcast feed. Wherever you get podcasts, you can get Cougar Sports Saturday. And if you need a place to do that, download the new and improved
4: KSL Sports app, and you can get that podcast right there. Yeah, team-specific push notifications coming soon. I highly recommend downloading that KSL Sports app because uh great way to, to get our content, our videos, our articles that we put out. And we've been putting out some recent content too on BYU basketball. And Matt, is it today is a game day. BYU basketball gonna be taking on Pacific tonight, seven o'clock tip at the Marriott Center. Pre game gets started with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant at six o'clock here on KSL News Radio and the BYU Sports Network. Uh BYU taking on Pacific. They got a win though on Thursday. They ended a three game losing streak by taking down Loyola Marymount who Loyola was a team that a couple weeks ago took down Gonzaga in the kennel it was kind of a toss-up game and BYU blew them out 89 to 61 felt like one of the better games BYU's had this season man
3: probably the best game they've played all season in terms of Loyola flirting with a net 100 yeah. right at times they have been so they're they're a good team that that'll go down as what well. probably a quad two yeah. win is is what I would imagine when it's all said and done. So solid win. But what impressed me the most was two two parts of that game actually. They start off strong. They have the starting lineup changes. I thought was it didn't quite yield the results that I wanted it to in terms of Noah Waterman didn't have a great game. It's not like that got him going. However, offensively it, it did feel like there was better flow to start that game. And so their offense got going. They got out to a double-digit lead. I think at one point it even reached 20. And then there was a a moment late in the second half where LMU went on a little bit of a run, and you wondered, oh, no. Are they going to blow a 20-point lead? They pushed it back out to 18 at halftime, and then you wondered, can they sustain this? Because there's been moments of greatness, but not a full... Forty minutes of basketball played from start to finish. Right out of the second half, then Hall a three. They get a layup. They're up twenty-three. They never look back. So it was nice to see a complete performance, and that's why I thought it was their best one of the year.
4: And it was a great bounce back from the heartbreak from a week ago when they lost by a point to St. Mary's. And and I know after that St. Mary's game, and I was was out of town for both the San Francisco and St. Mary's games, uh, but I got caught up to speed with watching those and and whatnot and. And I could I could get a sense from, you know, online and and talking to some BYU fans that they seem kind of frustrated with BYU basketball. Maybe felt that there was some questioning of of Mark Pope. BYU sits at 15 and 10 right now on the season, five and five in West Coast Conference play. That, has the, how the way that this season has played out, Matt, has that concerned you at all with BYU? And I say this because I, I felt like those maybe some of the criticisms were maybe just out of touch a little bit because I kind of feel like this was the season all along that was going to play out for BYU. In fact, I would argue that maybe it's a little bit better than I was expecting because I didn't see a one-point loss to Gonzaga happening. I didn't see a one-point loss to St. Mary's down three key rotation guys happening. I mean, look, there's been some heartbreaking losses out Dakota, Utah Valley, but it kind of feels like it's playing out the way I expected and maybe it's, I don't know, I'm curious to hear what you think. It has been better than I thought.
3: However, I do have a concern with the program, and that is, and maybe I'm old school here. You're much more progressive uh, when it comes to the portal and you know transfers and just adapting to the new waves of college sports. Yeah. I just don't believe living and dying by the portal is where BYU is going to have their success. Mm. I just don't believe that. And that's the reason coming into the year that I didn't think they would even be close to a tournament team. Yeah. I just felt like you let some guys go in the portal. Hunter Erickson, who knows what he would have done. Gavin Baxter, he hung it up at Utah before the year was done because yeah from a medical perspective. But it did not yield the results in the portal. And I felt like there was some fool's gold at the beginning of the Pope era with Barcelo and Matt Harms where it just felt like, hey, Every year we're going to go in there. We're going to grab someone, and he's going to be, you know, flirting with second or first team all WCC. That's what we're going to do. That we're just going to reload year after year. And I don't feel like that is where BYU can live. And I'm not saying just ignore the portal. You know, you don't need to pull a Clemson football here. You can you can supplement with it, but they really turned it over from the past couple years, and it, it hasn't yielded the results. And so my concern is. Can BYU, under Mark Pope, recruit at a high enough level in the high school ranks to where you can build continuity, and every so years you've got a team with juniors and seniors that can make some noise? Because, look, in college basketball, say what you want about the portal. Teams that are great year after year and having success in the tournament, they're older groups that have played together. You don't see uh, the number one transfer portal class with five or six new guys coming in dominating in college basketball right now. That's just not the trend in college hoops. So that is my concern, and we'll see what happens at the end of this year because if they can keep this group together, add one or two guys, then I'm going to feel good. And let's see what happens with that 2023 class as well because there's some fringe three-star, four-star guys in the high school ranks. If they get two or three of them, like Isaac Davis up in Idaho, yeah. then my concern goes away and I'm okay. So that that's kind of where I, I sit on it is just – the portal to me is a little concerning that we just want to add five guys every year and that has not worked the past two seasons yeah
4: I, I think that you know Mark Pope has done uh, I, I think this year has not been great by any imagine, imagine uh, stretch of the imagination. I, I think that what's interesting about this team though is that I do believe they are capable of getting to that WCC tournament championship game they could also lose on the first night. Yep. <laughs> uh that's what's crazy about this team. They do make it interesting, uh but they've shown enough to make me think with Gonzaga being a little bit weaker than they usually than they usually are, there could be, you know, maybe a surprise run in March with this team. Maybe, just maybe, especially if the three-point shoot shot is uh falling like it did on Thursday night 50% clip for BYU. I will say though, I am optimistic going forward into the Big 12 about BYU basketball unlike maybe cuz even though like this record is not good and I'm going to tell you if this team as currently constructed was in the Big 12 today they would be a winless team dead last they'd yeah. be dead last and I, look and I think even Mark Pope would probably agree with that the thing is though I am very optimistic about the potential of Mark Pope and this staff landing the necessary guys in the portal that can be impact players Mark Pope said specifically to me back in December after the early signing period they didn't want to get any younger. They have to get old. And I think that they can get old quick in that portal. And I think you supplement that those old prospects in the portal with Dallin Hall, who I believe is going to be a key factor going forward. Jackson Robinson's a nice piece. Uh, Spencer Johnson's going to come back. Nell's going to come back. This group has shown me enough to say, okay, you got some nice building blocks. Now can you go to get the star out of the portal? That's going to be the challenge for Pope. They've got an NIL collective now in place. I think they can do it. I mean, Mark Pope has shown they can get in the conversation for big names in that portal. They almost got Mack McClung a few years ago. They almost got Antoine Davis last year, who's one of the top scorers in college basketball this season at Detroit. So they can get in the mix. Now that they have an NIL collective with them, I think that helps the conversation uh, it's gonna come down to that portal though, Matt. I know that's frustrating. They do get Jake Waleen, a six foot seven guard back from a mission next year. I think he's got huge potential. I mean, he could be a six seven guard. He's long too. His arms are 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 he's just a long bodied athlete, the type of athlete you want in, in, in power five basketball. So I feel like BYU's got better days ahead. And I, I just feel like Mark Pope kinda told everyone this was what it's kinda gonna be that they were going to struggle to compete some nights. And that's why I I guess I was a little bit surprised some of the reaction from Cougar Nation that they were feeling down and out about maybe the staff a little bit and this team because I I just feel like this is what I was expecting all along with this group.
3: I just feel like you're asking for heartbreak and disappointment if you feel like every year you got to go into the portal and, and add the star. I feel like we saw, even though he's on a mission, to me the path forward for success is you need Colin Chandler's. That guy's got all the but talent in the world. But he's got
4: him, though. Pope's done a great job with recruiting in this state. I just think maybe yes, the high sure. school scene like in this cycle is not too great. Isaac Davis in 2024 would be huge. Yes. He's, he's a big-time prospect up in Idaho. But I think I, I just don't think there's any LDS guy in the high school circuit that Pope's lost out on that says, oh, how'd you lose him? I, I That's think, fair. I think that he's is doing fair. a better job on that front because there were times under Rose – and, and Coach Rose was, was an excellent coach, one of the winningest coaches, best to do it at BYU, but there were misses on the recruiting trail. I don't think Popes miss as much. I just think – I really do, sadly do think college basketball, the name of the game, is a portal. And it I know is. that's tough I for BYU. It. I hate it. I just would prefer,
3: even if they're not as good, from a fan's rooting perspective, don't bring in someone to diminish a Dallin Hall. Like, yeah. Dallin Hall's the guy. Let's see if he can be the that's star. Fair. Let's let's add. I'm I'm not saying don't go into the portal. I'm just saying you got to bring in the right guys. You got to bring in Barcelo. You got to bring in Matt Harms. You can't just be grabbing anybody because yeah. we saw last year they brought in some guys. Not you know not to point fingers and and you know be harsh, but Seneca Knight was not the guy. Like that yeah. guy hurt the locker room. He was selfish on the floor. It was a lot of isolation ball, and that did not work out. You can't bring those guys in. You can't just get anybody. They got to bring the right guys. And I just hope next year, keep this core in place, bring in some rotation players, please bring in a big guy that can put Foose Traore down to the floor, and then let's see. Let's see what Robinson, Foose, Spencer Johnson leading the way, Dallin Hall is second year. Let's see what that is. It's yeah. it's not going to be good enough to win the Big 12, that's for sure. But <laughs> yeah. going forward, if you could add Colin Chandler and those people, so... Look, college basketball is in a it's a, it's in a hard spot right now because I think a lot of us yearn to watch guys grow up. We want sure. I to I want to see Jimmer Fredette again, man. Like in terms of he comes in as a freshman, he earns his time. He's coupled with Jackson Emory. They come of age and they have a great run. Like that's what I want. And to your point, maybe that's just gone.
4: Well, the thing is though, Matt, too, fifteen and ten right now. Five and five in West Coast Conference play you're out of sight and out of mind for the NCAA and, and maybe a fringe NIT team right now. The good thing is, you put that resume together next year, look at a team like Oklahoma State this year in the Big 12. 14-9, and 5-5, five and five, top 30 team in Ken Palm. They're projected in Lenardi's field of 68. If you yeah. play 500 ball in the Big 12, that's and enough. I'm telling you, the Marriott Center, I will say, that's the one thing I'm very fascinated by, too. The, the Big 12 affiliation in hoops, this is the SEC of college basketball, SEC in football, Big 12's king in basketball, what can BYU do in that portal and what can they do on the recruiting trail to assemble a roster because you're going to sell the best league in America. And if you just go 500, heck, if you go sub-500, you might still be in the dance. And I think with the Marriott Center Court, that's going to be so outstanding, that atmosphere. I get blown away, Matt. I'll admit, I marvel at Cougar fans sometimes that they show up on a Thursday night to LMU, 13,000, I go, it's amazing. Like this BYU team is is not really playing for much at the moment, but they're still showing up. You wait until it's TCU, Kansas, Texas. I mean, come on, this this is going to be outstanding. It's going to be so scary. It's frightening. What BYU staring down at noose? I'll tell you, we've talked so much about football schedule, and there's still reason for hope where BYU can maybe surprise folks and and, and you know do some great things basketball is daunting where I don't know if they can be above 10th best at best. Uh, But you know, I just think there'll just be so many opportunities for great games and they'll naturally level up. I mean, BYU gets a blowout win over LMU on Thursday and no one in college basketball talks about it nationally because well, it's LMU. They just, they just don't It's out of sight and out of mind. That brand doesn't conjure up any thought. You go and win a game in the big 12 by 20 points. That is a big story in the college basketball ethos and that too is going to do great things for BYU, where you're going to be in the national mix every single night when you line it up in Big 12 hoops. Yeah, that's
3: a good point. Let's take a break on the other side. Hey, there was a signing day, even though the February signing day is out of <laughs> oh, sight, yeah. out of mind, to use your yeah. words. There were a few announcements there. Let's touch on those after this. You're listening to Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSLSports.com.
4: Cougar Sports Saturday, hour number three rolling along here. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, LJ Martin, BYU's newest running back signee. He was part of a three-man class, if you will. Say that again.
3: A February signing period was uh,
4: how big was the class? Three guys. (laughs) Yeah, the February's a bummer, man. It's just it's not fun anymore. It's not what it once was. And LJ Martin was in stow back in December. He just wanted to have his, you know, public ceremony in 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 uh, February. We can talk to him about that coming up. But L.J. Martin was the most notable announcement, and he's a six foot two, two hundred five pound running back from El Paso, Texas. And as you heard earlier, Kalani did draw some comparisons to Tyler Algier. There you go, L.J. Oh boy, wow! Kalani doesn't do that lightly, as I noted to Kalani. He doesn't do that. L.J. was significant.
3: Because, look, whether you love it or hate it, it doesn't matter. It's just reality. Rankings matter. It just, that's how you get some preseason rankings. That's how you generate some buzz. Four-star running back. Highest running back recruit that BOU's ever had. And it gave them four players in this recruiting class that were ranked four stars. That's the most that they've had, according to 247 Sports, since 2002. It's been over 20 years. So yeah we'll, we'll see if these guys all plan out because there's been some bad classes that produce some great players yeah. like it goes both ways, but when you're leveling up into the big twelve, you need some some guys with some stars and and adding l j to the mix, I think takes what was a eh recruiting class to a oh recruiting class like
4: okay, like we're trending in the right direction well and he's a he's a high school guy one and two he had offers from Texas Tech, Kansas state, Kansas, Baylor the heart of the new Big 12, and he was also a commit to Stanford. So after BYU beat Stanford, David Shaw resigns, and away we go. BYU's in the mix for L.J. Martin. Huge get, and I'm looking forward to chatting with him because he's a great kid too. Cougar Nation's going to love this kid. Yep. Uh, they really are. He's He's got his head on straight. He's kind of embodies what you really want out of a BYU student athlete. L.J. Martin will make an impact. I think he could be in the two deep with Aiden Robbins. Aiden Robbins just had wrist surgery. Uh, this off season, we'll see how his health is. He'll play, of course. I think he's probably RB1. Still got Hinkley Ropati. you got, got Miles Mix, Davis, yeah. Mason Fakahu, and then Soljay Maiava-Peters as well. Uh, pretty good running back position group for BYU in 2023. The other signees were David Latu from Snow College. Great story from him, too. Heartbreaking story. His father passed away in December, so he was navigating the recruiting process with a heavy heart, yeah. and he commits... To BYU and, and I can't help but think you know his, his dad wanted him to go to BYU before he passed away and that reminds me of Puka Nakua Kai Nakua. Uh, their father wanted all of his boys the Nakua's to play at, uh, at BYU and all of them actually did Samson uh, Isaiah was there for a little bit but uh, you know so he's a guy that's he's going to play with a heavy heart, and he's going to be in play in honor of his father. Impact guy potentially, too. Interior of the defensive line, which was a pressing need for BYU. 6'2, 305. He'll make an impact. He was a junior college second team All American for Snow in his one season in from, That's a potential impact guy for BYU. Yeah. That
3: one is probably the most impactful. LJ's got the highest ceiling, Yeah, but but Latu is a guy who if he can come in and compete right away and you throw him into the mix with Jackson Cravens, the transfer from Boise State, and if they can shore up that interior of the defensive line and allow Tyler Batty on the outside to cook a little bit, and, and maybe you can get John Nelson going again, and I know you throw in another transfer from Boise State in Bagna, so... There's some options there on the defensive line now, and and that's really the position to me that if they can take a big step forward in the Big 12, that could unlock a lot of potential for this team. Well,
4: and also Sione Puha's coach in there and, I, and uh, Kelly Papinga at defensive end, a lot of proven coaches that have produced some great talent going to be on that defensive staff with Jay Hill, of course, leading the way. Let's take a timeout. LJ Martin, newest BYU running back signee. We just, you know, we're talking glowingly about him. Maybe the next Tyler Algier. Well, we'll get to know him next here on Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports.
2: It's Cougar Sports Saturday. To the to the to the Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar Fans for Cougar Fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
4: Welcome back in. We're live here at KSL Broadcast House, 2:37 p.m. Here, Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte. We've been talking a lot of BYU football today. So much excitement with this new Big 12 schedule, 2023. It can't get here fast enough. It all gets started September 2nd with BYU and Sam Houston lining it up at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And one of the new faces in this BYU football program in 2023 will be on those sidelines. I would imagine he joins us now Here on the phone line, he's L.J. Martin, newest BYU running back signee who just made it official this earlier this week on signing day out of El Paso, Texas. New running back to BYU's backfield, L.J. Martin. L.J., welcome on into the show.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
4: Appreciate you hopping on uh, the program today, and congrats on making it official with BYU. I got to ask, L.J., you were once a Stanford commit, and – BYU took down Stanford on that game in November, and then shortly after David Shaw announced he resigned. Was that the moment right there and then where BYU got into the picture? How did BYU get into the mix for you?
5: Um yes, sir. So we happened, um I played my last game that Saturday, um, for my high school football career, and then um later that night, Coach Shaw resigned and they, uh, BYU beat Stanford and Coach Shaw resigned. So after that happened, they let a running back. Well, that's when uh, Coach Harvey and Coach McDaniel, that's when they had reached out, and um, you know it just went off from there. They uh, Stanford uh, let my co- my uh, position coach go, and after that, I was I was pretty much just having a conversation with them, and I went on the official visit. Everything went well, and it just wanted to be one. It was just one of the places I wanted to be.
3: When Harvey and BYU reached out, LJ, what appealed? to you about what they were selling from BYU?
5: Um, I really just liked how they were um, just honest with me and, you know, they just felt like genuine good people. That's what I really liked about them. Um, I feel like, you know, just a genuine relationship and they really wanted the best for me. So, you know, just being able to see that, um, it just made it made more sense of why I wouldn't go there, you know? Like, it just made more sense to go there.
4: LJ Martin, the newest BYU running back signee in the 2023 recruiting class, is our guest here on KSL News Radio. Did you have any previous interaction with BYU staff before uh, you know they got into the mix after that Stanford game? Was there any contact before any mailers or anything like that, or was it just like that first week of December and then away you go?
5: Um, it was just that first week of December. I had no contact with them before that. I mean, I always ended up watching BYU games because um, my dad, he has a co-worker who was a super big BYU fan. So, you always watch BYU games and stuff like that. So, all those years, Tyler Algier, those two years, um, we watched him all the time. But, yeah, that's really all I knew about BYU, Tyler Algier.
4: So, that was probably a, a – I mean, it's – you know, because a lot of recruitments in high school – Typically, it's a multi-year deal, forming that relationship and gaining that trust. I mean, there's that's a big leap of faith to to suddenly have a lot of commitment to to, to a faith-based school and BYU. So uh, you were just really then impressed with with this staff, what they had to offer. Then it seems like,
5: mm-hmm. yes, sir. Yeah, you know they just did a great job of just going. You know how genuine they are, and you just felt like nothing but good people out there. So you know, it just made the most sense just to go there.
3: You just mentioned Tyler Algier and and watching him when he was here at BYU. He's with the Falcons now, but how much did his uh, his production at BYU as a running back appeal to you? Knowing that BYU football for the past several seasons with Jamal and Chris Brooks and Tyler Algier, they've had success running the football.
5: Yeah, that appealed to me a lot. I mean, you know, just being able to have that success with the football. Um, you know, always having a consistently good alignment. and. You know, I even talked to Tyler um, just to talk about, you know, how things were out there and how how we felt our coaching staff was and he felt they were all great people and things like that. You know, he said everyone knows what they're doing. Like, everyone who goes to BYU and plays football, you know, they want to be there. So that was just something important to me. And, you know, they're always going to make sure you got what you need and stuff like that. So, you know, just trying to develop my skills and stuff like that. I feel like that's why I made the best decision going to BYU.
4: How important was it to you, LJ, because you had so many offers on opportunities to play at, in Power 5 football? How important was it, the fact that BYU is going to the Big 12? What role did that play?
5: Um, it wasn't much of a factor for me because um, I, I was looking at you guys' schedule before that, and you guys always played Power 5 opponents or you know, very good group of five teams. And, you know, like last year, I think you guys played like Oregon, Arkansas, you know, Stanford, I mean, you know, Notre Dame, like big time schools and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of like you guys were already a power five school. You guys were just not, you guys just didn't have the name next to it. But, you know, now signing and seeing that Big 12 next to it does have a little bit of a plus, but it wasn't really a big factor in my decision.
4: I'm always curious, LJ, when, when, you know, the state of Texas is so just synonymous with high level of play in high school football. What What is it about Texas high school football that makes it so good and so competitive to where so many athletes get opportunities like yourself to play at the FBS level?
5: Yeah, I would say it's just, um, you know, everyone, I mean, that's all we breathe down here, I would say. You know, like, I mean, that's just the biggest thing. I mean, in our hometown, I mean – you know, like some of the high school games are bigger than the college games from in El Paso and stuff like that. So that's just something out here that we see. And, you know, it's just like you got a group of people who just grow up playing football if they were little. And, I mean, you know, you see them all over the place. So You're able to see, know them since they were about six years old. So you just create a connection and you just really form throughout high school and things like that. So I think that's what makes it so big.
3: Few more moments here with uh, the newest BYU running back L.J. Martin. You had a illustrious high school career, rushed for over six thousand yards, sixty TDs. What's your style? Like, if you had to describe your style as a running back, what is it?
5: Um, I would say I like to run like I'm a smaller back, but I do play with um, the physicality of a bigger back. You know, I like to make people miss because, I mean, if you're making people miss, then They can't tackle you, but if you're trucking through people and stuff like that, there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, sometimes they just hold on to your legs, and, you know, every time I touch the ball, I want to get to the house. But I do make sure I get north and south. That's always something for me, and I'm trying to get, um, you know, up as quick as I can, get as many yards as quick as I can. And then after that, if I'm in the open, I'm going to make people miss, and, you know, they might, you know, and I try not to let arm tackles bring me down, you know. I feel like you really got to wrap me up in order to get me down. So that's
4: on the field, off the field. LJ, clearly you got a impressive uh, you know ed- academic profile as well because you had opportunities to Stanford, BYU, of course. Uh, what do you know about you know BYU as far as the uh, what you're going to take it on education wise and like what was your GPA coming out of high school too? I've heard it's like off. It was just really good.
5: Uh, yes, sir. I have a 4.0 GPA coming out of high school. Um, you know, I think I just heard, um, you know, about the business school at BYU, things like that. They call it the Silicon Slopes now, so there's always good things. But I'm trying to still decide what I want in my degree. I kind of have an idea. I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe psychiatry, or kinesiology, if I want to stay connected to football, you know, later in my life, or if not, I might just go the business route and. Or if not both of those, um, I'll just I want to do something with uh, science, so like be an environmental scientist or you know an astronomer or, or something like that.
4: It's impressive. When does that uh, journey begin for you? When do you plan to get onto campus and 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 get this BYU career started?
5: Um, once I graduate high school, I'll be up there as best as I can. So I'll probably be up there early June, late May. One of those. And then, yeah, I'll be up there working with the team, and I'm just really excited for
4: that. Last thing before we let you go, LJ, we appreciate you being so kind with your time here on the weekend. And we know you had some uh, previous commitments as well, so we appreciate it a a ton. Uh Uh, Just maybe before we let you go, just maybe some of the goals that uh, you have for yourself and and this BYU team in 2023.
5: Well, you know, for myself, I just want to go out there, be a great teammate, you know, do whatever you can. I mean, whatever I can to, you know, help us win games, you know, if that's make few blocks. Just, just giving people high fives on the sideline, it doesn't matter. I just want to go out there and be a, just be a part of what they have. And then, you know, for my career at BYU, I want to definitely get us a bowl game every year. And, you know, I'm definitely trying to, you know, just be the best possible. 12-0 and 0 every year, that's always going to be my goal, you know. But, I mean, you've always got a shot to be the best, I feel.
4: Well, LJ, best of luck in your BYU career. We know Matt and I will probably cross paths with when you when you get to Provo. We're looking forward to following your time and uh, wish you nothing but the best and enjoy that uh, remaining months in high school. That's always a great time as well, so we appreciate the time, LJ. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it.
4: That's LJ Martin here on Cougar Sports Saturday, the newest member of the BYU running back room, 2023 signee. Uh, 4.0 student. He he does it all in a lot of different ways, and you watch his film, Matt. Uh, just an impact player, and I love how he described it where he plays a little bit like a smaller back, but, man, he can also bring the, the the physicality as
3: well. I like the making guys miss in space. Like, why get tackled? If I can make a miss, that that's more yards, and then north and south too. Like, hey, that's how you get yards, north and south. So, man, he – he uh, is an exciting player for BYU football. I cannot wait to see him wear blue and white.
4: Keaton Slovis has got some options around him, If assuming, uh, of course, Keaton's going to be QB1, which I, I think we all believe he will be. He's he's getting hyped up in the social media videos. It's you're it's not his coming team.
3: here if you're the backup. I know. He's I, got
4: NFL aspirations. <laughs> he, We're not he, dumb. He's going to be the guy, but he's going to have some nice options. Nice ball carriers, Aiden Robbins, uh, Hinkley Rapati, L.J. Martin, Pass catchers with Chase Roberts, Kibo Hill, uh, Cody Epps. When he comes back from his injury, BYU's you know got some pieces and a lot, a lot of new names, a lot of new elevated roles. Let's see how it all comes together for BYU. But LJ Martin, I have a feeling Matt will have an impact on BYU in that first year with the program. Let's take our final time out, and on the other side, we'll get to uh, Cougar Tales. The hurry up as we get to follow up all the stories. That you might have missed throughout the week in the world of BYU Sports. It's Cougar Sports Saturday, powered by KSL Sports.
3: Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday, final segment. It's been a great show. We had our uh, Big 12 football special in hour number one. A lot of Big 12 scheduled talk. We heard from Kalani Satake and one of the newest members of the football program in the last segment, L.J. Martin.
4: Impressive kid. I mean, oh, yeah. just a note on him, too. He he carved out some time. Uh, today, he's been doing a service project to help kids with special needs. Like, great football player, great in the classroom, helping community service. 4 I mean, That's, look, that's just a BYU guy. And BYU got him at the last minute. I mean, in December. It's just... Kind of remarkable how impressive that kid was to have that faith to uh, sign with BYU, not a member of the church, and he's all in, though. And, man, that's that's pretty cool. Great great kid. I think he's going to have an impact in BYU in 2023. Let's get to Cougar
3: Tales, huh? Cougar Tales. Let's get it on. Nate Slack, our producer, what do you got from the world of BYU that we missed today?
1: We got some good stuff this week. I don't know if you guys saw the video of BYU football social media posted of Kedon Slovis and Isaiah. How do you say his last name? Ba- Bagna? Bagna. Bagna? Bagna. Isaiah Bagna. Ranking player celebrations from last season. Did you guys catch that video? I caught it, yeah. What were your initial takeaways?
3: Because I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought Cody Epps had the best. I love that little just little, little shoulder shake, <laughs> little swag, TD. I, I like Cody
4: Epps. I wasn't appreciative of Slovis critiquing the no-fly zone, defensive back. I, I like that. It's classic. just that. You know, I, I like that no-fly zone <laughs> celebration from, from Jacob Robinson.
1: I agree, nice and clean. Uh, so, Jaron Hall, Blake Freeland, and Puka Nakua participated this week in senior bowl practices. Didn't turn out quite how we hoped they would, uh, they would go. Uh, Puka Nakua basically disappeared after day one. No one uh, really, really said any reason as to why. And then Jaron Hall didn't play in the game today or isn't playing in the game currently. Uh, what are your takeaways on... On their participation this week, were you guys a little disappointed with how it turned out?
3: Massively disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Jaron had flashes. It's not like he was bad; like he had some great throws, but there were some missed opportunities. Him not playing in the game uh, a little puzzling. Puka is the most disappointing though because he balled out yeah. on on the first practice of Senior Bowl, and then you wanted to see how he followed it up, and then he
4: never had the chance. But I still think that one day might be enough to maybe uh, raise the stock a little bit. Just hope that they're healthy for the combine. That's all I hope for. Because anything that happens at the Senior Bowl can be turned around with an amazing combine performance. And if yep. they're at full strength, I got to think both those guys will test well. I don't know if Puka is necessarily the the four or three the testing extraordinaire. I think Jaron could surprise some folks, but uh, they will. Jaron will definitely impress in interviews. Puka, it's going to come down to that film and his film when he's on when he's healthy. It's really good, and these guys are dynamic. They're going to get drafted. And just Maybe they could they, they avoided third or fourth. Maybe it's now going to be fifth, sixth, seventh, and you know, not ideal. But hey, get the opportunity. That's all that matters.
1: Two Cougars who are in the NFL currently, Kyle Van Noy and Jamal Williams, have made uh, their appearances as, as TV personalities. Have you guys happened to see Kyle Van Noy or Jamal Williams? take I to did the see TV... Kyle
3: Van Noy, and I gotta tell you, his BYU days, I would have said no, that's not a TV personality. But what I saw after uh, this season.
4: Yeah, maybe. Like, I could maybe see him being an analyst. I loved his days at BYU. Those President Loge interviews with Greg Rebell during the coaches shows, those were outstanding. It was like the Calvin Oy hour.
1: <laughs> Good point. Good point. And then last thing I've got, women's hoops takes on San Diego at 3 o'clock. They had that long winning streak snapped uh, last week, I believe. Um but what, what do you guys you guys have talked a little bit about Amber Whiting and what she's done with the program this year what are your guys thoughts on BYU women's basketball at this point I think
4: they're doing a really good job. I, I thought that when they started about what four and eight I thought this is gonna be uh, kind of a disaster year maybe eight nine wins total on the year but WCC's week in women's in the women's basketball uh, it, it's not a great league for that I mean Gonzaga's always at the top of that thing too. Then outside of that, it's kind of BYU is the second best, you know, infrastructure-wise program, and they've got better talent overall. I, I, I think though, just the better days are ahead for Amber Whiting in this program. I think the fact that she's maximizing this limited roster, which was kind of bare bones uh, when after Shaylee Gonzalez left, and then she's getting a, a top twenty-five recruiting class. I'm excited about women's basketball. That's another thing that's kind of a, a component to the Big Twelve that I love. I feel like these Olympic sports are going to get more shine. I know with our work, we're going to be you know probably covering these teams more because the the, the opponents they're going to face more. So uh, it's just going to elevate everyone. And I think her recruiting chops, what she's done, Amber Whiting, uh, really impressive. I, I'm I'm trending up. I'm buying on uh, what BYU women's basketball is Yeah, doing. Me, me too. Uh, what she did with Lauren Gustin I thought was yeah.
3: really impressive because Lauren was a good player last year. But I don't think anyone felt like – Lauren Gustin is going to be Miss 20 and 20. Like that has happened so many times this year. And her interview last week with us on Cougar Sports Saturday, she just talked about how Lauren is just such a great leader. It's all about putting in the work. And we have seen that this year. If you have those work ethic traits with some of the talent they're bringing in to replace, you know, Paisley and Shaley. I think they're in a good spot. We do need to remember, though, that like you said, the talent level we cannot begin to describe the jump in talent that's going to happen from the WCC to the Big Twelve. So they may not be a winning program for a couple years, but I think the the so uh, the seeds are being laid for what could be a successful program in the Big Twelve women's hoops.
1: Close us out with uh, predictions for tonight: BYU and and Pacific playing in the Marriott Center at seven o'clock. How do you guys see this game playing out?
3: I don't know, like, oh my! <laughs> Great God. way to sum up BYU I men's do not basketball this know year. How to feel about it? Pacific, five and four conference play. Like they can shoot Shocking. the three too, so that's what concerns me. They they put up a ninety on the road against Gonzaga, so I guess I'll take BYU at home because of the Marriott Center. But Pacific could get them, and it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all.
4: I'll say BYU wins. I think I say BYU. I'll say seventy four. Pacific 67. I've been impressed with BYU's defense. I think BYU defensively has been legit uh, the last 15 or so games, and I think they'll get it done. And BYU would get to 16-10 and 10 and 6-5 and 5 in WCC if they win tonight. You'll hear the call at 7 o'clock. Gregor Bell will be on the mic. Uh, pre-game gets started at 6. We'll be at the Marriott Center covering it all on KSLsports.com. Talk to you next week here on Cougar Sports Saturday.